Das Chazor sagt in der Schabbat, dass wir über Yehuda Mesech das Baba kam mit Afnun Hey. Zog dem Rabbi Chanina ben Ogel erst Rabbi Chiyabar Abba. Why is it in the first Dibris, first Asaras Dibris, the word Toiv is not mentioned, but the second Dibris it is regarding the Mitzvah Kibbutz Avayim. He responded, I don't even know if the word Toiv is written there at all. Go to Rabbi Tamchim Marchaniloi, who would learn by Rabbi Shuvan Levi, who was an expert in Agod, and he should be able to answer you. He went to him and Rabbi Tamchim said, I didn't hear anything from Rabbi Shuvan Levi, but Shmuel Bar Nochem, the uncle or grandfather of Ravachim, the son of Rabbi Chanina, said, since the first Dibris were destined to be broken, the, first, the word Toiv wasn't written in them. Why would this be a reason not to write Toiv in them? So Ravashi said that we have that uh, that would have seemed that if Toiv was being taken away from the Yidans, that's why it's not written there at all. Rashuma Levi said if once someone sees the letter Tess in a dream, it's a good sign. Mar says presumably this is because the letter Tess can be understood as standing for the word Toiv. However, there's also the word Te Siha, which refers to punishment, which also starts with a test. Mar said that word has two letter tests, and we're discussing someone who only sees one letter test. In fact, the word Tumasa, written in regard to the destruction of Yerushalayim, is written with one test. We're discussing someone who sees a test and a base, and they're both contained in the word Tai. In fact, remember the, the word Tavu, which also written, written regarding the destruction of Yerushalayim, also has a test and a base. Mar says a letter test is a good sign because the first time that the word letter test is used in the Torah is for the word Toiv. Rishim Levi said, if someone sees the word Hespit in a dream, it's a sign that, that in Menashemayim they have redeemed him from his troubles. However, this is only if he sees the word written out in front of him. Rish Lakish said, Rebbe taught here that a chicken, a tovus, and a pasuni are considered klayim one to the other. Rebbe said, these species all live together, which would lead us to think that they're considered uh, one species. Shmuel said, a goose and a wild goose are klayim to one, one to the other. Ravabar, Ravchanan asked, what's the reason for this? If it's because one has a long beak and one has a short one, then we should also say that the Persian camel and the Arabian camel are, are different species because one has a thick neck, one has a thin neck, and yet we don't consider them to be separate species. Abaya said the reason these geese are klayim is because one has his baitsim outside the body and the other has the baitsim inside the body. Our Papa said one lays eggs one at a time, whereas the other can lay multiple eggs at one time. Zakhtimar, Yemi, and the name of said if one mates two different species of sea animals, he gets malchus. Rather, by Rahav, the name of Ul explained, this is learned from Xavier Shava on the word liminehu from land animals. Rachva est. If someone has his wagon pulled by a goat and a fish, he's traveling at let's say the at the at the water's edge. Is this a problem of climb? Maybe we say that since the goat doesn't go into the water and the fish doesn't go onto the dry land, it's not considered that they are doing this together, and therefore there's no problem. Maybe we say that it's still usser. So Ravina asked, this seems similar to the case of where someone takes a grain of wheat and a grain of barley and plants one just inside Eretz Israel, one just outside Eretz Israel. Will you say he's chayiv? The same should be therefore in this case of the fish and the goat, and he shouldn't be chayiv. The Marzit is not a good comparison with regard to planting Eretz. Israel is obligating Klaim outside Israel is not. With regard to the fish and the goat, they're both in a place of Klaim obligation. And therefore, maybe there is Klaim over here. Hadnalach Perik if a person brought his sheep into a fenced area and locked the gate properly in front of it and the animal escaped in the damage, he's potter. If he did not like to lock the gate properly in front of him it's and it escaped in damage, he's chayev. If the fence was breached at night or was breached by robbers and the sheep escaped and did damage his potter, if the robbers took it out, the robbers are chayev. If the sheep was left in the sun or it gave or he gave it to a chayr shaiter cotton to watch and it escaped and did damage, he's chayev. However, if he gave it to a shepherd, the shepherd steps into his place. If the animal fell into a garden and benefited from the produce there, he must pay for the amount that he benefited. If the animal went down into the garden in its usual way, it didn't fall in, and it did damage, he has to pay for what was damaged. How does one pay for what was damaged, Dr. Mishnah? 
we appraise how much a base saw in that field was worth before it was damaged and how much it was worth after it was damaged and he pays the difference. So Shimon says, if the animal ate ripe produce, he must pay the value of the ripe produce. If it ate a saw, he pays a saw. If it ate two saw, he pays for a two saw. Zok the Gemara Brisa says, what's called properly and what's called not properly? It says, the Brisa says, a gate that can withstand a normal wind is called properly. If it cannot, it's called not properly. Zachtigmar, this is a low-level guarding. The gate can only withstand a normal wind. Rav Mani Bar Potter said the Mishnah must be following Rabbi Yehuda, who is the one who holds that a low-level watching is enough for a muid. The Mishnah is discussing maybe cases of Shane and Regal. It is discussing cases of Shane and Regal, and that's why, which are always a muid, so that's why it's following Rabbi Yehuda, and we find that he says it's in a Mishnah. The Mishnah says, like this, if the owner tied his ox with a rein or locked the gate properly in front of it, <clears throat> then the animal got loose and damaged. Or mayor says the owner would still be chayiv, whether the animal is a tam or a mood. Or Yehuda says if the animal is a tam, the owner would be chayiv. But if it was a mood, it would be potter because the pasuk regarding a mood says, and this person did guard the mood. Well, the answer says the only way to guard a mood is to shecht it. Our mission can even follow a mayor because Shane and Regal are different. As we find the Torah reduced the required level of guarding needed for Shane and Regal. We find that says, or Abraisa says, that there are four things for which the Torah reduced the level of guarding that are needed. For bar, fire, shane, and regal. Regarding bar, the Torah says he's potter by simply covering it without having to refill it. Regarding fire, we learn that the Pasuk says he's only chayev if he was negligent. Regarding shane, we learn from a Pasuk he's only chayev if he was negligent. Regarding regal, we learn from a Pasuk he's only chayev if he was negligent. From here, we learn that as long as he was not negligent, he would be potter. Rabbis at our Mishnah also suggests it's only talking about Shane and Regal and not Karen because we have learned uh, a whole time we're talking about an axe. Why is it now all of a sudden we, we switch to discuss the sheep? It's because we're only discussing Shane and Regal and not Karen. And we can learn that with regard to the mood of Shane and Regal, the Torah teaches that a lesser guarding suffices.